This week we'll be talking about the new Pokemon animation ahead of Pokemon Day. Mortal Kombat 12 is officially announced. Shinji Mikami is leaving Tango Gameworks and is passing the torch. PlayStation's latest state of play, more on Wild Hearts. And we have a jam-packed uh, what we've been playing section of PSVR 2, all for you. All of this and more on Season 7, Episode 8 of Press X to start Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I am your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Mattress, a.k.a. the Katakuri Engineer. That sounds very sensual. Oh, boy, it is. Um, I am Sean M.F. Ross. What the MF stand for? I'm living in the future. Oh, shit. In the future? Like? In the now in the future? Like uh, Squidward. Future! Future! <laughs> That's how I feel. Uh, last up we have? Oh, yes, it's me, Avery. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, now you know who we are. Press X to Start Gamers Digest is a video podcast that is condensing the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 3 p.m. EST. That's Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Hello. I see you. You see us? I see you. All right. Now you know who we are and I know what this is about. Let us jump into the gaming news. All right. Uh, first up, number one, it is the next Pokemon animation looks incredible. This comes from Kotaku. So what this is, is essentially just a little um, animation that is showing Pokemon from the ages up to now. Although... They don't necessarily include um, Scarlet and Violet stuff, mm-hmm. but it does look really cool. And it looks every time they do this, I absolutely love it because when they go through the Pokemon ages. is probably yeah, like Pokemon's probably one of a few like IPs that I've essentially grown up with. Mm-hmm. So it's always awesome to see them like do like, hey, remember when you had the Game Boy and you were playing Red and Blue? Well, blue, because blue is superior to red, always. That was one of the very few times I ever got caught stealing. Get up there! That nigga is get up there! I was stealing batteries sorry, from what? CVS from the Game Boy. <laughs> Didn't realize I had a little magnetic thing in there. Went through the damn sensor and went off and I panicked. And they were like, hey, don't ever come back to the store. And wouldn't you know Oh, it, no. My mother had to go to CBS later that night. She was like, come on and roll with me. I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm famous there. <laughs> they didn't recognize me, and I continue to go to the CBS to this day. But um, Oh, oh to this day. Dang, okay. To this day. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Back then, I think Pokemon Blue was out. Somebody had uh, traded me for, I don't know, a link cable or some shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. back when... uh. The rumors that you could get Mew if you just move that truck next to the SSN and I don't even remember the name oh, yeah. of the city. Oh, yeah. I still remember, I forget what town it is now, but going up and down the coast to get Missingo. Mm. And like, yeah, it was a glitch. I don't care. I wanted it because I had the rest of the 150 Pokemon. Or was Mew considered 51? Mm-hmm. And then Missingo was like, yeah, anyways. 
yeah, I had all the Pokemon. So I was just doing stuff just past time. And again, Pokemon is awesome. It stays awesome. So that's also, that's just great to see they're doing these one animations before they do the Pokemon Presents. Yeah. There, I'm actually hoping that there is, I mean, I think the rumor is that there's going to be DLC for Scarlet. I think they confirmed Scarlet it. Scarlet and Violet. Rumor. Yeah, but I'm hoping there's a patch that comes out before that actual um, DLC. But yeah, it's cool. I don't know it's if Pokemon. I want it, but um, I don't know. Whatever. Next story. Yeah. Uh, number two, Mortal Kombat 12 has been officially confirmed for 2023 from IGN. This is another IP that I have grown up with. I'm not. I I'm not a Mortal Kombat guy right now mm-hmm. because Tekken just replaced that like fighting game genre for me. But I always love watching Mortal Kombat. I love watching the fatalities and all the crazy combos and stuff that happens with it so it is good to see that 12 has been yeah it's like officially confirmed and we're gonna see what it actually looks like sometime this year um do you play Mortal Kombat Sean? in passing um I have not played every release but I mean I did get Mortal Kombat X and I played uh mm-hmm. 11 so I mean I am willing to play this but I'm not in the fighting game scene so it's not really important for me to get yeah. like all the fighting games. Granted, Street Fighter Six looks bonkers because I mean they're adding all those new modes and what have you. But I mean, yeah, I am interested in Twelve. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I'm so far removed from it. I don't know who all these new people are half the time. So I mean, I'm in there with my good old standby Scorpion and maybe like you know Liu Kang, whatever. Oh, see, here's the thing about me growing up. I was very much a water main. So in Pokemon, I went Squirtle to get Blastoise. I played Pokemon Blue. In Mortal Kombat, I was Sub Zero main. I didn't leave Sub Zero side until I left Mortal Kombat. So for me, ah, yeah, it's Sub Zero. Yeah, that's the only person that I can like remember actually yeah. being pretty good with. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Again, this is this is cool. Um, maybe we might get something. Evo time for this. I mean, the whole gang Maybe is here we'll this get... year because Street Fighter's releasing. This is releasing. Is Tekken coming out this year? I don't know. It, it the thing is, it's weird because it could release this year, but it would probably be later, like in the fall. Because right now they are showing, they're doing like character drops where it's like, oh, this is Kazuya. Like the latest one was Kazuya, and like showed a couple of his like combos and his new abilities and so on and so forth. And no, I think the latest was actually Nina. All we need is a new battle arena to Shinden and my childhood is back. <laughs> right. Now you mean Bloody War, my guy. <laughs> we gotta bring Bloody War back. Do we? Uh, no, we don't. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Um, yeah, so this is cool. Yeah, again, like this year, jam-packed to fighters, man. The only thing that I think the other anticipated thing, and then I think Avery, you can speak more to this, the Project Riot's fighter. Is it Riot? Yeah, Project L. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. But this is just all exciting news. Can't wait. All right, number three. Avery, you got this one, right? Yeah. Uh, next story is Shinji Mikami is leaving Tango Gameworks. This is from Chris Gullion at VGC. Uh, so, Shinji Mikami founded Tango Gameworks after a... Sh- no, it's, it's a weird story. There's a prolific team at Capcom. I believe they were part of Clover Studios, which is the Yokami mm. team and the Beautiful Joe team, but they're mainly the Resident Evil team. Uh, uh, the timeline of what they're involved in Capcom is not really clear, at least not in my head at the moment, but that team left and formed Platinum Studios. Uh, 
Shinji is responsible for Vanquish at Platinum, which is one of the most underrated PS3 uh, third-person shooters. Probably one of my favorite. Uh, and then he left that team to form Tango Gameworks, which was then absorbed into ZeniMax, and they've been in the process of making The Evil Within for a while. Uh, the most recent game is Hi-Fi Rush. Now, as far as I'm aware of the timeline of events, Shinji has wanted to leave Tango for a while now, but mm. has chose not to because he felt that without him as the spearhead of the group, that ZeniMax at the time, or currently at Microsoft, would just uh, shut them down. Because not, uh, I'm not necessarily sure what his frame of reference is. I think maybe because The Evil Within has been a good franchise, but never a amazing franchise. And there's that whole issue with Bethesda games that like, if it's not Skyrim or Fallout, their games really don't set the world on fire in terms of sales. Yeah. So like, he always yeah. felt that. But now, with the success of Hi-Fi Rush, he's still comfortable enough to leave Tango and move on. And I think the current rumors on the streets, if he's joining the team that made Resident Evil 3 remake. Mm-hmm. So he looks like he's going back to work on Resident Evil. That's pretty cool. I mean, as a person who doesn't really follow horror, I only know him from. I mean, yeah, Evil Within, but like, because before that, he was with Resident Evil, right? No, he was with Capcom. To platinum to tango, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's if he's gonna go back and and, and do uh, another Resident Evil, that'd be pretty cool for the people who love Resident Evil. I mean, I'm not I'm not one of them, but I'm happy for you guys. You know what I mean? Like, congratulations. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, uh, we'll see what happens from this. I mean, because that's not confirmed, right? No, it's not this confirmed. Going rumor. It's not confirmed. It, it's yeah. Okay, we'll see. Uh, well. Viewer, what you can see is clearly you have not liked this video. So please like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell. We greatly appreciate you doing all three things in that order. Please. Um, For those who are listening and not watching, I mean, really and truly, you could probably just watch because that way you'll be doing both. But, you know, I I get it. You got a life. You're, You're probably driving or like, you know, taking a shower or something. Um, do us a favor. You know, after you take that shower, just leave us a review. Give us a five-star review. Do it now. Or else I'm going to make that water cold. Do it. Do it now. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Avery, what's happening? Okay. So this is from Tom Ivan. This is from also from VGC. Uh, Ukraine government wants toxic atomic heart pulled from sale over Russian links. So this is a story that's been brewing for the last couple of weeks now. Uh, Atomic Heart is a game that wears its Russian root on its sleeves. It's a very in-your-face thing. And elements of Ukraine, specifically your government, have looked at this game and said, this is probably not good. There are a lot of individual elements to this that people have pointed out. Like, it's a game that's marred with controversy currently, even beyond this uh, Russian stuff. Uh, some things people point out is that certain characters, like, one of the things the game does is that, like, when you die, they give you, like, an animation of your death, and people point out that this is, uh, these are racist caricatures. There's also the, uh, link between, uh, it's female sex robots and prominent Ukrainian figures, which yeah. is a little bit of a reach, but it's like, the minute you see it, like, oh, this is a weird thing to just even be happening in this game. Uh, and then there is their ambiguity of like the actual team's relationship with Russia and like 
uh, the Russian government. And then there is, I think, the all in all thing of this Russian team being unwilling to sort of like go against the war in Ukraine. But there is a certain point of view of, hey, we live and currently work in Russia. I don't think it's a good idea to be anti-Russian government in any way, shape or form. So the game, the game is marred in a weird midst of controversy. It's at a very weird review period as well, in that the game... I was, I was hyped for this game going in, but then I started hearing all this Ukraine stuff, and I, like, I took a step back, and I just wanted to see the tea leaves, and I'm currently in a place where like I wasn't fully comfortable buying this game after I sort of like looked at a bunch of this stuff. Uh, I was also sort of slightly vindicated by how weird it's reviewing. Which, to my earlier point, where I lost my thought, is that like it's very much in line with the Callisto Protocol in the terms of this is a third-party AAA indie game that takes roots of another more popular game, but doesn't do it well enough to really transcend its uh, its trapping. Does that make sense? Yeah, nothing of this really interests me so much. So I've just been looking at this from a news perspective, and you know that sucks. But I, I definitely understand them being a development studio in russia while russia is going to war with ukraine and them probably wanting to you know stand with ukraine because what's happening to ukraine is categorically just wrong but them you know probably operating from a place of fear and that like yeah we can say this but we don't know what our government will do to us and our families so i i get that but you know it still just sucks altogether that you know this is just a thing that we all have to deal with as the industry and you know this this goes back to nintendo holding advanced wars reboot because you know one of the characters you can play in there is very clearly russian and yeah it well it's, 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 it's not even clearly russian it's like there is a factional group within the game that is russian coded yeah right yeah yeah yeah. Okay, so this is the exact statement from the Ukrainian government. I apologize for not listing this in my uh, thing. Uh, regarding the situation with the release of the game Atomic Heart, which has Russian roots and romanticized communist ideology in the Soviet Union, the Ministry of Digital Transformation of Ukraine will send an official letter to Sony, Microsoft, and Valve requesting a ban on selling digital versions of this game in Ukraine. So they're very specifically saying that we're not going to be able to stop the sales of this game in any other part of the world but it would be nice if you don't sell this game about russia in ukraine currently yeah uh, they're also yeah. cited we are urging limiting the description of this game in other countries due to its toxicity potential data collection of users and the potential use of money raised for the game purchases to conduct war against ukraine so they're calling out particularly that money from this game would go to fund the war in ukraine and or uh promote a strong russian front in the situation mm-hmm their main point is we don't want this game sold in Ukraine. Their secondary point is, please, if you could stop selling this game in other places, that would be great for us as well. Yeah, this is just, it's messed up, man. Because, like, you know, really and truly, the developers, they were making this game from years ago. So yeah. it's not even like they were making nothing to do with this shit. <laughs> yeah, to, like, support the Russian front in Ukraine. But, like, you know, money for the government is how it's spent over there. So you can't get around it if that's what your country is doing and you are making a product to pull money in in a in a weird way for the country. Ah uh, yeah, that just sucks. Yeah. Uh so we'll see. All reports say that Atomic Cart did relatively well in terms of sales and for the most part it's only people who care are noticing the Russian propaganda of it all. And when I say who care are people who are invested in the wider 
how do I say, ramifications of the war of Ukraine as an actual geopolitical piece of news and not just a, uh, this is a story that's on the news every once in a while that I, I hear, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Next story is from IGN, it's from Luke Riley. Evo 2023 lineup announced. So, last year I watched Evo for the first time only because I wanted to see what was going on with the PlayStation involvement in that entire endeavor. Uh, shout out to Pokimane for helping keep the fighting game community uh, alive. And 2023 has revealed its roster of games. And to DJ's earlier part about the next stage of fighting games, this is going to be an interesting 2024, but this is what we have for 2023. Uh, Street Fighter 6 on PlayStation 4, Guilty Gear Strive on PlayStation 4, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate on PlayStation 4, Tekken 7 on PlayStation 4, The King of Fighters 15 on PlayStation 4, Melty Blood Type Luminia on PlayStation 4, Dragon Ball Fighters on PlayStation 4, and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 on PlayStation 4. So to an earlier point I talked about I think ages ago when PlayStation bought Evo, is that like if you're Xbox yeah. and you're making a fighting game, it's no point. There's absolutely no point. Well, actually, no. The nature of Game Pass means there is a point to serve that audience, but the nature of Evo in its current state is, unless that game is the biggest game in the world on Xbox, it's probably not going to show up at Evo. The yeah. also big uh, mm -hmm. missing link here is that Smash is not here because of all the shit that's been going on with Smash in the last uh, last few years and Nintendo's involvement and all of that, which is, I think is the only reason. And then uh, Multiverse is also missing, despite them having a special launch event at evo last year yep i think the the smash thing is more of the community and nintendo versus the actual game versus multiverses is because of the game so this lineup is a pretty good lineup i mean because we're gonna have street fighter 6 that's gonna pull everybody yeah this is gonna be the first official look at street fighter 6 and if i'm knowing evo it's going to be the final event which I think was Guilty Gear Strive last time. But yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. be the final event there. So that's going to be crazy because it is going to be like, oh, these like high, high, high level players are playing this new game with the new characters and so on and so forth. So we're going to see a bunch of crazy stuff that, you know, more than likely we've never seen before because this is how new games work. Yeah, and, and to your point, in 2024, uh, we will probably have Tekken 8 and we will probably have... Mortal Kombat 12 at that time, so those games are going to be replaced. And then if Project L comes out anytime soon, it will probably replace one of the older games on this list. That's if Riot doesn't do the whole Riot Esports thing and build an entire uh, Project L Championship League thing in which they're probably going to be fine with not being a part of Evo. Yeah. But yeah, the only other noticeable thing is that they're pretty much saying, here's a quote from them, this year we're establishing 25,000 minimum prize pool for each tournament in our lineup and continue our efforts to improve the Evo event experience for players and fans. So I don't necessarily pay attention to the way prize pool boils down in Evo, but this is pretty good at 25,000 at a minimum. So you're thinking that the most popular games would probably do enough to justify all the uh, blood, set, and tears that uh, competitors go into to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As the eSport guy here, I'm excited to see how EVO 2023 plays out. Yeah. Like, I follow EVO, but I don't follow it like like every match I watch. Like, I usually watch the highlights and stuff and to see, like, the, the, the cool happenings of it. So I'll, I'll be here for that as well. Um, yeah, this lineup is cool. <laughs> this is just a personal thing for me, but, like, Melty Blood, Gang of Fighters, I'm just like, oh, what, what's, what's happening? Although... 
Okay. I do know there's an audience, and I respect oh, that audience. It's not even the audience. It's that, okay, these two games are perceived as the lesser. What other fighting games would there be to replace them? Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's just, I, I get it. It's just always like, King of Fighters? Oh, okay. All right, sure. Because even like, I, I think Melty Blood is, is separate because I just know that game from the title. Like, I don't even know if I know what that game actually looks like. It's but King anime, of Fighters. It's an anime ass game. It is, if I, my understanding of Melty okay. Blood is, it is a uh, spin off of the Fate franchise, which is a spin off of the Tsuki Hime franchise. So it's Tsuki Hime characters as a fighting game in a uh, old style Arc System Works fighting game. I think Arc System okay. did work on that. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Well, respect to that. King of Fighters, I just have a, um, uh, a certain history with where. That like out of my little like friends that we we all played fighting games like we would play uh, King of Fighters, Samurai Showdown, um, Street Fighter. That's a game I haven't heard of in a long time. Hey, I love that game. But um, yeah, King of the Fighters for me actually no uh, Final Fight, Final Fight, right? Well, Final Fight yeah. is the, no. That's the King of Fighters the, is the spinoff of Final Fight. No, 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 wait, no, no, no. Yeah, no. Terry no, I think you're right. I think you're. I think King of Fighters came before. Fatal uh, Fury. It's Fatal Fury. Fatal Fury. That's what it is. King of Fighters is the spinoff of Fatal Fury. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, King of Fighters. I enjoy that game. I like that game, but I was never good at it. So I'm always just like eh, King of Fighters. So that, that's just my history with it. Anyways, this is a good lineup. This is cool. I can't wait to see the highlights from this. And then you know, shout out to Marvel versus uh oh, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, yeah. that's all. That's dope. Yeah. All right. Uh, last up. Uh, one clarification: Melty Blood is not made by Arc Systems. It's made by a group called French Bread. French Bread. That is a awesome studio name. I love it. All right. Uh, last up, PlayStation had a state of play. They showed five VR games. Um, Sean, were you interested in any of these five games? Oh God! So after playing VR. I'm looking at these. I'm like, oh, all of this shit is gonna make me fucking sick. I'm probably gonna. (laughs) I'm probably gonna. And when I say by that is, um, there's a disconnect when you're playing VR, especially with something this. I mean, this ain't no uh, Quest Pro. Apparently, that is. They Meta has done some real fucking magic trickery with his flat lenses that they're using. So I will. I will say that um, it can create higher resolutions or some of the shit doesn't clear. You know, versus the PSVR two. Yeah. They're, they're, they're on par depending on you know what you're playing but um ultimately what i'm getting at though is you have a disconnect when you're walking around in vr but your body isn't moving yeah so you can get nauseous so like the first day oh, okay. i played so like i'm looking at some of this stuff and i'm just like oh this shit looks sickening um <laughs> some, some of it did look cool though um the fog lands look interesting um synapse was it yes yes the, one of the last ones um yeah, um, so it, it looked okay, but I think I'd have to see more. Okay. So, yeah, so they showed five VR games. The highlight really, really was Street Fighter Six and Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Yeah. So, with Street Fighter Six, um, it was really cool because we got to see Cammy, We got hey. to see Zangief and a new character, Lily. That's, she's a new character, right? I'm not uh, in the scene enough to remember. See, okay, so she looks, you know what, she, she looks like the, um, 
the urban ninja character. That's what it was. That's where I got confused. She's one of the Street Fighter. I don't remember her name. She's one of the the new characters from Street Fighter Six. She looked very similar to her, and that like kind of tripped me. Like, oh, is she familiar? But she not. She kind of Lily kind of has. Oh, okay, you talking about that Native American looking girl? Yes, yeah, yeah. Or the so Aztecan, right Aztecan sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, she was yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So these are the three characters that they showed. It's cool. I I continue to love how this game looks. Yeah. I think it is really really like impactful with the. Um, just aesthetic that they chose. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's for me, it strikes the right balance between realistic characters and like an illustrative take on those characters. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's really cool. I would actually love for Tekken to like kind of take a step into this direction versus the step that they're taking right now where they're going. Auto realism. Like, yeah. And it's like, like every, like eventually everything kind of starts to blend together between the characters and the background. And that's where it just gets kind of, yeah. I, I personally don't like when things like that happen. Um, good. No, I was gonna say it makes sense. I'm just excited for Street Fighter when it comes out. This will be a a big release. Like, I don't think Street Fighter Five had this much excitement. Yeah, Street Fighter Four was a big leap because that was mm-hmm. doing like this animation style was like different yeah. from the previous Street Fighter that was released, whereas. Uh, Street Fighter Five had a very similar style to Four, so people were just like, "Ah, this is kind of the yeah. same, like you know, four point five kind of thing." But yeah, like everyone is, um, everybody's simping over Kimmy with her, uh, her wind pose in this. I, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, she looked yeah. dope. Like I like her, her, her new outfit. Yeah, I, I never, I'm never a Kimmy player, but like you know, props to the people who get their girl and you know are gonna be decent with her. Yeah, but yeah, so that was Street Fighter Six. They showed some other games, and then Baldur's Gate Three. Baldur's Gate Three. Yes, yeah. Are Resident you are you a Baldur's Gate person? Have you ever played that? No, okay. no, but I can respect it. Yeah. Uh, funny story about Baldur's Gate. Me and Shireen, my wife, we were trying to figure out like a game that we could play together, mm-hmm. and we almost got Baldur's Gate Two. And I was like, oh, this is really cool because, you know, we can, it's like you can do a co-op experience thing and it's like a really, really deep RPG. So you can do a bunch of stuff like, oh, there's oil on the ground, light the oil on fire. Oh, everyone on the ground that's touching oil takes fire damage now. So you can do cool things like that, which is like, oh, this could be fun. But it's a really, really deep RPG and it's like hours, hours, hours long. Yeah. And we're just like, okay, let's let's be real. We're going to play this for like 10 minutes. And then we're going to go watch something on Netflix. We're not going to, you know. Um, so they announced. Uh, well, I think we already saw humanity before, I believe. Yes. And I played that demo, but I'll talk about that later. They announced that Chia, which we were pronouncing as Tachia before, is coming to PlayStation Plus Extra Tier and above in March. Goodbye, Volcano High. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what to make of that yet. Um. It's a, it looks like a um, narrative driven story yeah. experience where you're choosing dialogue options and so on and so forth, which, which is cool. Again, that doesn't necessarily appeal to me per se, yeah. but like. I hope it sells though. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of people are like excited for that game and, and how it looks like right now. So 
um naruto ultimate ninja storm connections they're bringing all the games together into one giant narrative um that's cool and of course we got avengers at home um suicide squad killed the justice league oh no wait wait we're, we're gonna talk about suicide squad but let, let's let's talk about resident evil 4 remake real quick the suicide squad we gotta talk about resident evil 4 here's the thing right as a as a person who don't really care about resident evil in the way of that like i don't play horror games i'm not gonna play horror games yeah i'll sit and watch though i'll watch and mm. From the trailer of Resident Evil 4 Remake, this game looks really, really good. Like, in terms of, you know, it's the RE engine, and the RE engine is, like, a dope engine. And, like, they are using it to its, like, fullest potential. Like, the trailer looks really, really cool. Um, I mean, really and truly. Avery, you played Resident Evil 4, right, on GameCube? Uh, no. I, that's the only oh, Resident Evil. It's the only Resident Evil I have not played. Mm. Well, no. Oh. no. No. That's not true. It's the only modern Resident Evil I have not played. I played five, yeah. six, and the remakes of one, two, and three. How about I say? I bet you didn't play Code Veronica on the Dreamcast. I thought you'd played uh, Resident Evil Four. Okay. No, I I watched our friend Andrew play. Mm-hmm. It was me and Marcus and our friend Andrew, and I watched him play that game. That was very much during a period of time where I like I just wasn't into horror games, and I was even mm-hmm. into mechanically playing them. And then I played five, and four is a game I think has aged poorly. I think a lot of horror mm. fans will tell you, no, it's a perfect game. It still holds up. And I'm like, there are a lot of parts of that game that just, especially in the context of playing Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake, that has not aged yeah. well. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so uh, are you you're gonna, you can get 4 remake though, right? Yes. Okay. Because it's in line with all the other remakes, so it makes sense. Yeah, this the trailer is really cool. It's really cool. Um, of course, Avery, when you play it, we will uh, get your take on it. Because are you, are you going to play this, Sean? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I played seven. I bought eight. I didn't play the remakes of one, two, and three. So I mean, I don't know. I'm not pressed for Resident Evil. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I really just got eight to play in VR, and I'm already shaking in my boots. <laughs> I don't know why you would even waste that money. Like it was on sale. It was twenty dollars. Fuck it. <laughs> It'll make for a good story. That's like fifteen packs of Skittles, man. Like. Go with the Skittles. Always choose the Skittles, Sean. They never fail you. Or beef patties. Hey, now we're talking. Fuck the Skittles. Always go beef patty. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of beef and patties, now let's talk about this Suicide Squad trailer. <laughs> so, I mean, I had high hopes for Rocksteady, but this is looking... Uh... Like a whole ass PS3 game. <laughs> like everybody has a gun. Sure, Deadshot has a gun. Alright. Why does King Shark need a gun and a jetpack? And then the boomerang guy. You know those boomerang? No, let's give him a gun too. Harley she uses hammers and all the No, give her a gun too, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna upgrade it like Destiny. This is Destiny X Avengers X Gotham Knight like I can I don't know we'll we'll see I mean I I really hope they individually have different like uh, abilities other than the gun but I mean I'm interested in the narrative and I may just watch a let's play or something where all the cutscenes or something because or or wait till we'll wait till we see the reviews this this game looks rough it's a 
PS3 era shoot the glowing weak spot. Hopefully that was just that level. Rocksteady, I, I really uh expected more from you. Yeah. We'll see what the reviews look like when it comes out. Yeah. This game is is very weird in that the cutscenes and stuff looks cool. It looks like cool. They look gorgeous. They're, yeah, they're... yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it it looks good, but then when they switch over to the gameplay, it's like, oh, this looks real generic. As Sean was saying, like a lot of the characters look like they play very very similarly, and that's a problem when you're going from King Shark to Captain Boomerang. As Sean said. Captain Boomerang, his main weapon is a boomerang. You throw it and it comes back. Like, that's the thing. Like, play with that dynamic. Unless the boomerang can shoot bullets, you know. I mean, I'm not too up on the lore, but, uh, you know. Like, like why why did you give this man a gun? Like, he doesn't. (laughs) What? And then, like, there's a there's there's part in the trailer where King Shark is jumping and he, like, dashes in the air. And it's like. Where is the dash coming from? It looks like it's coming from his armpits, like the, the actual trail. And it's like, why? Why did you guys choose to do this? Hey, maybe, hey, maybe we just don't pay attention enough on Shark Week. You know, maybe they, right? maybe, right. maybe they got something like that. I don't know. but you never seen Australia's flying sharks? Like, it's a thing, man. They do that. <laughs> maybe Rocksteady did the research. But this is very... Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, Arkham was so, for lack of a better word, grounded. Yeah. They have, they have turned this into a uh, universal, I don't know. We'll see. And then Harley Quinn, she web swings like Spider-Man. But, um, so, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, where is the actual grappling hook connecting to? She has a drone that flies that, like, uh, yeah. the grappling hook connects to the drone. And it's like, okay, cool. Why doesn't she just fly with the drone if that's the case? She could be on it like the Green Goblin. Like, do that instead. Because I want to swing like Spider-Man. Exactly, yes. I, <laughs> I don't know. That's strange. Because it's like, all right, why didn't she just fly around on that? Yeah, yeah. Like, why but, would you go through the whole, like, I'm going to throw my grappling hook. I, I was going to say, maybe you can't hold her weight, but she's swinging off of it. So yeah, right? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. So, like, I don't want to completely bag on this game. Like, there are a couple of cool, like, ideas and, and, and cool things that are happening in the trailer. And it, it could be a thing of, like, oh, on the face of it, this looks really boring. But then when you actually play it, it's like, oh, this is a lot of fun. This is actually a fun game to play. Yeah, a lot of games, fun doesn't come through in trailers. So, I mean, once right. again, I'm willing to wait for their views. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the hope is that this is a solid 7.5, solid, like, you know, maybe, maybe it's an 8, eight out of 10, you know, maybe. I score maybe. worse than uh, Gotham Knights, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. All right, uh, that has been the state of play. And that has been the gaming news for this past week. Now, let us jump into what we've been playing. And Sean, as you said earlier in this, you have been playing a lot of PlayStation virtual reality. You sure you don't want to talk about Wild Hearts first? No, you can, I talked about it last week. I'll, I'll talk about it after this, but you can go ahead and do your, your diatribe and then I'll... Alright, so after that state of play, they said humanity was available. I downloaded that immediately. It is a New Age Lemmings, which is fine. Um, I played it in 2D first. 
And then I played it with the VR. Well, let me try it in VR. I can't really say as much of a advantage or difference or anything, but I mean, it's interesting. I enjoy those type of games. I very well may buy it, hoping that it's not that game shouldn't be seventy dollars at max fifty, forty, right. fifty, maybe sixty. But um, but you enjoyed your time in it, though, right? Yeah, I, I played through the all the you know the whole demo and did all the challenges and all that. So I mean, I I enjoy those type of things. How, how long was the actual demo itself? They had I want to say about seventeen levels. Well, oh, I think. I, how long? Or sixteen levels. How long? How long are the levels? Um, uh, how, it depends on how smart you are. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it, <laughs> as silly as as effed up as that sounds, I'm not gonna say how smart you are, but how clever you are with puzzles. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a, the whole conceit of like puzzle games. If it takes you a long time, um, I played it for over an hour. I want to say Cause I took a break okay. after a point to play something else. Yeah. Um. It's lemmings. If you like lemmings, if you don't know what lemmings is, look it up. This is just a new age lemmings where you, you know, you're setting down commands and leading people to a point. Um, silly me at first, though, I was trying to make sure that nobody died when it really it doesn't matter if you can have a stream of people like thousands of people just walking off of a cliff. It doesn't matter. Your your main objective is to just get as much as you can to the end point and maybe bring the, the special characters to the end point. Gotcha. OK. Is there is there a fail state like can you lose the puzzle? Yes, and some of them, yes. Some of them, it'll just keep on going until you get it. Some of them, they they have like, they call them the others that mm-hmm. are trying to oppose your people. Like, I don't think Lemmings, to my memory, had like, for lack of a better word, opposite Lemmings that that yeah. are trying to work against you. But yeah, okay. I encourage people, then- as I say, check out the demos, check out the free whatevers. I was actually going to download the demo, but try it. Something, something try happened it. to try me it. that I, my time went. Um, um so I'm going to age myself real quick. I don't remember if people remember Puzz 3D. I don't. That doesn't sound familiar. It came out in the 90s. It shut down around 2006. And basically it was just 3D puzzles. Originally it was like landmarks. It was like the Eiffel Tower or the White House or Big Ben. And they were foam 3D pieces and you actually built a 3D structure. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, there you okay. go. They had commercials and all that on TV. Yeah. So there is this game on VR called Puzzling Places. I did not think I would like this as much as I did. I didn't buy my VR for this shit, but damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. I was sitting- <laughs> <laughs> my guy. I was sitting there putting together a fucking 3D puzzle in VR. And it's crazy, though, because the way they make it, though, it's a living environment that you're putting together. So I put together like this mountainside beach town or whatever and another one in like Italy. So you're putting together like a church over here and like the beach over here. It's all one structure, but, you know, it's yeah. pieces. And there's like a little restaurant area. The thing is, you can bring the puzzle closer to you. You can hear like people in cars talking and like oh, bells cool. chiming and stuff. Do you like bring the car closer to you and it's like, help me. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like far too small for you to actually hear anything like that, but you just hear chatter. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And all the puzzles have a different number of pieces you can set. So I think the standard was like 25. You could do up to like 200. I dread what the hell that's cool. like. But I may get that. Was, I think it's like $30 some shit. Not bad. The very first thing I played was NFL Pro Era. 
And I have a new respect for quarterbacks. <laughs> I got a weak ass arm. Laces out. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, y'all got to throw the ball and keep track of everybody trying to run it. <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is actually a good starting VR game just because, you know, you have your helmet on. Yeah. For people just starting in VR, you want to be in a cage of some sort, a car, a spaceship. You, you don't want to have the full view of everything because that's when the disassociation gets, oh, you know. Right, right. Yeah. So um, I played a little bit of that. I don't think I'm going to buy that, but it was a fun experience. Okay. I tried Cosmonious High. That was some weird. I don't even I don't even understand. It was just some cartoony looking thing. And I was mm-hmm. shooting water on my hand and ice and I don't know. Avatar right there. Yeah. Um, I tried Star Wars. I got sick. I had to stop (laughs) (laughs) because so in a lot of VR games, they'll either do what they call teleporting. So, you know, you'll look at one thing and you'll teleport to that spot and you go look around, you know, get free look around, but you cannot walk around. That is like beginner VR. You can, you know, walk around with the analog stick, but that's when you'll start to get sick because your body, you're not actually moving yeah your legs aren't moving and your equilibrium gets off so yeah i'm not a big star wars guy i kind of just had fun shooting the uh laser guns or whatever you know but the pew pews yeah that's not my thing and then i played horizon call of the mountain last night you know up until whatever the triple a vr experience how was that they hit some magic with this game i wouldn't say it's a must play However, it is a very enjoyable experience. A lot of things are surreal, for lack of a better word. The scale of all the machines are crazy. Like, the watchers are huge. Like, you, you were normally viewing it from Aloy's perspective, you know, camera back, and it's the size of Aloy. Yeah. But Aloy is just still, uh, you know, four or five inch avatar on the screen. When the thing is actually up in your face, you know, it's crazy. I think the game starts out with you on a boat, Skyrim style, you know, you take off, you know, you wake up on a boat, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, what, what the hell was that? A alligator? Crocodile? Whatever. The, the alligator machine, you know, yeah. swims under you. The thing is huge. Uh, I think a uh, tall neck walks over you. You see a thunder jaw, whatever the hell the birds was. I think I got tired last night, though, from all the climbing, so I had to take a break. Because mm. you physically have to, like, put your hands up and stuff to climb. Yeah, and then the mountain kind of arches back, and you're arching backwards and stuff. And, you know, hand-over-hand climbing and all this other stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the bow motions. That's a full-on workout right there. Yeah, but I am excited to go back into it. Um, the, the main story is you're a... And they make it sound so bad. They call you a shadow car show like it's the N-word. Um, oh. <laughs> but you're a shadow... <laughs> <laughs> you dirty shadow car show. Like, it's like... I almost felt offended for him. <laughs> but, like, wait, did you say shadow car or shadow car <laughs> But But basically, you're the student named Rias who is a... who's supposed to be a prisoner because he quote-unquote kidnap somebody he thought he was rescuing a prince and they give you a task to do ultimately to go mm-hmm. figure out what's going on with the machines attacking settlements and you know you come across Aloy in there and I've only gotten maybe like an hour or two into it but yeah I, I think I have some gameplay I might upload but um the eye tracking you know like you kind of aim with your bow and arrow 
and it took me a while to actually figure out what they were doing with the aiming, but you aim in a general direction with your bow and arrow and the eye tracking takes care of the rest. They, they understand where you intend for it to go. That's actually really cool. Like if, yeah. it, if it is, if it works that way, that's really cool. Cause you don't have, I guess you don't have to do like the really fine, like aiming with your hand if it's following your eyes. Yeah. I mean, you want to you want to aim in the general direction still, but yeah, yeah, you're not doing like this and looking <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. All in all, I am happy with the purchase. Um, I will wait to play Resident Evil and maybe like switch back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a killer app the way uh, Half Life Alex was for uh, the PC VR. That remains to be seen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, um, people are still looking for Half-Life Alex, like, yeah. the game itself. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. Granted, I didn't play uh, Half-Life 1 or 2, but I mean, I'm interested. Yeah, okay. All right, so um, to wrap this up, let me just go back and talk about Wild Hearts, guys, because Wild Hearts is that game. So, as I said, I, I was going to download Humanity, mm-hmm. but I got caught up because I was playing Wild Hearts, and I just completely forgot myself, and I forgot the time, and I forgot how the world you know, rotates and exists because I've just been playing Wild Hearts. I absolutely love this game. This, now that I've spent more time on this game, this is officially, for me, the Monster Hunter killer. Like, the things that you can do in this game, the combos that you can create with the Katakuri is amazing. I, I, sh- I shared a, a video in our little Discord chat, and you can join the Discord if you just go to pressxnumberdoesart.com slash Discord. Join the Discord. Um, and it's basically just... Uh, three people fighting this rooster looking thing and they just set up these giant mallets to go off one at a time. And it's just like hit, hit, hit. And then the, the rooster's like all stunned and stuff. And the person falls up with more attacks. And it's just, it's such a fun experience. Um, the story, the story is a story, you know, it, it, that's the one thing that they kind of aped off of monster hunter, but didn't really expand upon. So it is very much. So it's getting you to go hunt the monsters and that's, pretty much what it's there for and what it's doing yeah and i don't mind that because i am there to hunt the monsters so you know whatever like you i'm also playing this with cam and cam is a serial like cutscene skipper to the point where i don't know what's happening when i play with him i don't know what's going on because he's just x x x wait 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 so y'all y'all can play online and he can skip the cutscenes, so you can't even see him yeah because i i joined his game Oh, right now, okay. like I'm a little ahead of him. No, no. At the time, at the time, we were even. So I jumped into his game, and then I was just running with him, doing the missions and stuff. That's interesting that they did that because I know a lot of times in multiplayer games online, if they have like a uh, cutscene that lets you both watch it, like one person can't just skip the whole thing. Yeah, I I want to say that in the settings there might be a setting to change it so because like. When I go back to my stage, I will progress the story based off mm. of the multiplayer experience that we had. But I think there's an option to change that so you don't progress the story. Gotcha. I don't know. I have to confirm that. But playing like, oh my God, this game is such a, a masterpiece of seeing Monster Hunter, seeing where it is like really, really good, really, really fun, what that loop is. Just taking that and just like, using that as a foundation and actually expanding upon it where everything makes sense. It's like all the issues that I had with Monster Hunter, they really, really, really nail it with Wild Hearts. Like, again, the Katakuri is essentially the main thing, but, mm-hmm. but the weapons 
the weapons. I'm just going to, okay. I've gone from the katana. That's the first weapon you get. Um, I jumped to the bow. The bow was fine. The bow, when I first saw it, I was like, I don't know about that because I was very much so um, the Monster Hunter idea of bow. And a Monster Hunter bow is very, very slow. It's meticulous. You have to be far away. You got to make sure you see your stuff. All that stuff. The bow in Wild Hearts, you can spam shots. You can hit like a volley of shots. You can hit a charge shot. You can jump in the air, fire from the air. Like, it's great. The Katakuri Staff, which is a transformable weapon. It transforms to about like six different weapons. And you can do an attack, transform to another attack, transform to another attack. And you can just like... Oh, so now you understand transforming weapons. Yes. Yes, I do. I'm, I'm throwing that shout out there for Avery. hey man i i tried i tried in a monster hunter world that that, it took some anyways anyway it took some time right but the actual weapon that i am going to spend all of my time with is called the claw blade which allows you to essentially affix a claw to the monster or whatever and fly around it like fucking attack on titan It is so dope. It is so cool. It's such a fun experience. It's like connect to the monster and just fly around it. And then you end your session or you end your attack by doing a like slice through it. And there's like a giant X on screen. It's like, ah, good job. Good job, you. (sighs) This game is so much fun. Like this. It's weird that it is February now. And I'm already like, oh, this is right now. This is like number one of my, my games of the year. Like, yeah. I can I can confidently say that I this is going to be my top five in this year, unless this year is a straight banger and Tekken 8 is like, hey, guess what? It's actually a Monster Hunter game, guys. Welcome to Tekken 8. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm just absolutely enjoying this game. It's, just, it's so much fun. And the different things that you can do with the Kodakuri is just crazy. Yeah, I am mad at it. Yeah, so that's pretty much what we've been playing. That's what I've been playing. That's what Sean's been playing. And. That's it for the podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting apps. Don't forget, if you're watching, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell. And be good, be safe, play some video games, wash your hands. Eat your greens. Do it. Okay, bye.